Welcome to the Recovery Edge Cast. My name is Alfredo and I'm an alcoholic. So this week we don't have a guest. Uh, summer has been pretty rough on people's schedules, getting in and uh, really sharing their story. And that's okay. So rather than leave the podcast high and dry another week, I figured I would get on here and talk about something very near and dear to my heart. And that would be service work. Uh, I think service work helped save my life. And I think it would be cool to talk about, especially after some of the things that I've uh, kind of been through over the summer and have learned. Um, I heard a quote the other day that when all else fails, working with others always works. Always. And that doesn't even just require AA, of course. You know, that could go for anybody's recovery. Helping other people. Helping others was really the key missing ingredient in my recovery. Uh, I used to relapse a lot. And when I finally surrendered for the final time, I decided I would start taking instructions. And I stopped saying no and making excuses where I had been in the past. I wanted to always keep everybody at an arm's length and never get close to people. So I always scooted out of meetings early, and I never really called people much, and I certainly wasn't going to give anybody rides or visit anyone in the hospital. But all of that had to change if I was to remain sober. You know, I can't really explain why it is that way for me, but it was. Like I said, it was the key ingredient that I needed. So, you know, early on, I was told to, you know, set up chairs and make coffee. This was for the New Hope group. And so I started doing that. They gave me a key, I remember. And there were times where I thought about a drink, but in the back of my mind, I knew that I had a responsibility you know, I, I needed to set up chairs and make coffee. I needed to be there. You know, they were counting on me. And for those, that first year, that was enough. That's uh, That was enough to keep me sober. I guess we're lucky these days that there's no ashtrays to clean up. Um, I do kind of wish I would have seen AA in, in that, you know, in the 80s and I don't know, maybe the 90s when they were smoking in the rooms. But, uh, yeah, I don't envy the ashtray cleaners. Sounds awful. But I guess that's what makes our old-timers so much more tough than us, right? I think around that time at the New Hope Group, maybe I would pull out 20 chairs at the most in this small room at uh, our old location out there. And we're not at that location anymore. Uh, We had to find a new spot. And what's crazy is that You know, these days we get close to 30 people or more at at our meeting. The point is that that we I don't even think we would fit in that room anymore. It's crazy the way that uh, God makes things work. Um, But, you know, that was a that was early on. And that was it was like my first real position there. My my first service position, setting up chairs and making coffee, you know, three months into my sobriety. I uh, was asked to be the treasurer. I'm saying three months on this run. The Happy Treasures Group in Denver asked me to be the treasurer. And, uh, you know, granted, I'd been there a couple of years, but just could never 
stay sober. And I think they knew just what I needed. So they asked me to be treasurer. So I was making spreadsheets and taking money to the bank and, you know, setting up, uh, you know, our meetings, our group consciences were all kind of controlled by the treasurer at that time. Um, it was, uh, it was cool. It was, it was tough though. You know, it's one of those positions where I, I kind of walked in and I felt like I have no idea what I'm doing. And I think a lot of us go into these positions, these new responsibilities, feeling like that. At least I do, like for every position, service position, when I get the nudge, you know, it's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but here I am. So it was it was cool, though. Uh, you know, the treasurer had the responsibility of uh, chairing group consciences. And at Happy Treasures, they were only 30 minutes. That was tough. You know, you get in the middle of a meeting, you get out, and then you're supposed to hold a group conscience with about, I don't know, seven other alcoholics and try to get out of there in 30 minutes. What was really cool for me is seeing a bunch of people get together, have a disagreement, and leave and still love each other. And because apparently this has happened since the beginning of time or the beginning of AA, uh, alcoholics just disagree with each other. And, you know, we vote on things and then people leave and, you know, things change. Uh, it, it was really interesting and eye-opening for me to see the amount of love and tolerance that's really happening in the program, or at least really happening in front of my eyes there. So I learned a lot from that. I learned that things change and people will disagree. And I don't have to be resentful. What a life skill. During all of this, I'm uh, doing other service work, which doesn't hold any titles, um, like giving people rights to detox with other individuals, uh, you know, hospital visits and, and meetings in, in, in detox facilities and helping people move, you know, giving people rides, um, making flyers and, and, you know, using my graphic skill uh, abilities and fun stuff like that. You know, none of these little things need titles or require titles. And frankly, those are the little things I could be doing without even being in AA. You know, it's, uh, it's all about helping others in that aspect. And at this time, I'm just like going through the motions. Like I'm just going to say, yes, I'm going to be involved. I'm going to help others because it's supposed to keep me sober. Um, sometimes I wondered how this is going to keep me sober, but on the drive home, say from far away places like Greeley, Colorado, I would think about the night that just unfolded and I would say, you know what? I didn't drink tonight. And that's something. For somebody like me, that was a victory. It's still a victory every night, let me tell you. But back then, early on, man, I needed it. So my first year, you know, in service work, that's pretty much what it looked like. You know, making sure I was helping others, um, you know, just giving rights to people here and there. <laughs> 
taking meetings into detox, um, getting the treasurer responsibilities uh, from from my happy treasures group and just learning, learning. These are life skills that I'm learning, really. You know, like they say that we come in here and our growth is stunted. And I was pretty much a teenager in my head, you know, not really taking, <laughs> I had bad credit, didn't we all, you know, just have those bills that we just kind of let hang out and stuff. But I started getting a little bit more responsible. I started paying my bills and I couldn't put my finger on it, but I was like, if I don't pay this dumb bill, I don't think I can stay sober. And I'm going to start paying this bill every month on time, the amount due, and we'll see what happens. And it's pretty amazing. It's like, you know, I'm, God still takes care of me and I haven't starved. Anyways, those are just kind of... That's like the first year for me here. You know, after after I get that first year, I was nudged to be the GSR of Rule 62, my Sunday night group. And uh, I said, yes, I have no idea, again, what I'm doing. And I'm also juggling a treasure position, but I would do it for my group. So, you know, I'm chairing group consciences and applying some of the things that I learned from Happy Trudgers group. And, you know, our Rule 62 group is, like, super friendly. I didn't really see many disagreements and hardcore issues here. Um, it's such a chill group. And having experience from Happy Trudgers uh, really helped me out at, at this point. At least it made me not as shy. At this point, you can already see that the uh, talkative... Alfredo starting to come out and I'm more comfortable in front of people and just a chatty guy. Um, so this was, this was a lot of fun. Um, we decided that we were going to make a unity dinner. And what that was for us is a potluck with a couple of speakers that involved all three meetings in my little town. And so we really wanted to get the groups together you know, that's why we had called it the unity dinner. And we've had two, and we would have had a third by now, but COVID hit. And man, it's so amazing when you see that room fill up with like 70 people. And this is like a small area, but man, we got, we filled it up. We filled up the room. We had, uh, it, it was so much fun getting that started. And if I knew about the archives group, I mean, I would have kept those flyers, of course, and maybe I'd recorded, and who knows. But, um, you know, we get all three groups out here. We get together once a year and just have a, a potluck and hear a couple speakers. And the, the way that we pick the speakers is we have one person who has a lot of sobriety time, maybe an old-timer, you could say. And then we have somebody who just got, like, a year, maybe two, Um you know, it's, so it's really like something for everybody. And it is so fun. If you see me, ask me about it. I'll tell you when the next one is. The GSRs are working on nailing a date down. And I'll give you the location and whatever. It's a blast, trust me. So I was really proud and happy to help get the Unity Dinner thing started. And, you know, we just have so many people that want to do cool stuff out here. 
all they need is a nudge, you know? Like, I, I'm getting nudges along the way here. We just need a nudge, man. So, it's awesome. Of course, eventually we run into 2020 and COVID hits. You know, meetings are gone, but, uh, you know, the treasurer work is still is still there and it's turning into like a, a remote thing with Venmo. Uh, meetings are turning into Zoom, Zoom meetings. This is another opportunity for some service work. You know, our meetings go into Zoom. I'm setting up our Zoom meetings for Frederick. I'm also helping with the Venmo account in uh, the Happy Trudgers group. You know, things are transforming. Like we're we're adapting to changes. Some meetings are are I don't know if they're splitting up, but you know, there's meetings that are happening in person on the low. You know, kind of secretive almost. Like these are crazy times. It was uh, a challenging time for us. And if you were involved in being the treasurer, you might understand how or what a headache it is or was to get a Venmo account started because there's also like PayPal and, and what is it called? Zello or something like that. It can be hard to get people to agree to using an app. You know, everybody has their own flavor and what, what they prefer and what they feel comfortable with. And the traditions start coming up. Like, is this a violation of any of them? You know, is, can I, can I still, give money and remain anonymous. All these new questions are coming up. And then the Zoom meetings, the same thing. Am I anonymous because I'm on camera? Do I have to be on camera? Do I have to state my name? All these weird challenges that I've never really heard of before this technology had to help. It was, uh, it was challenging, but it was pretty cool, you know? Um, in the midst of it, I finally gave or passed the torch on the treasurer position. I'd had it, you know, about two and a half years, I think. I don't, I don't know. But either way, um, it was time to pass it on. And I guess you can't hold on to a service position too long because you're taken away from somebody else. Uh, you know, take, you're almost taken away from their recovery. Like somebody may need that now. So it's important to be able to let go. People will ask if there are any service positions available sometimes. You know, people that come into the, to, to a new meeting or the rooms and they need to help others because it works. So being able to let go is really important. Um, but man, I, I really learned a lot from, from being the treasure, happy treasures. So, you know, COVID hits and things are changing. We're getting Zoom meetings and eventually we're starting to get towards the end of 2020. We're in about, oh, I don't know, September. You know, we've got a few months left. And as a GSR, I'm going to these uh, district meetings and they're, they're okay. They seem a little bit like high level. I'm thinking, oh my gosh. Um, this is like behind the scenes AA stuff. Um, you know, not my cup of tea, I'm thinking. But I'm, I agreed to do this and I'm going to do it. 
So I'm driving to Greeley once a month. I know what a sacrifice. And I'm sitting there with other GSRs from other areas, and I'm, I'm learning uh, about their challenges and what they're seeing. And after a while, I think, uh, I'm not sure how long I was the GSR here. It got to be about a year and a half or something like that. And I'm kind of nudged by somebody to go for the DCM spot because our DCM was passing the torch. At first, you know, I, I was like, what is the most polite way I can say no? You know, <laughs> but I agreed. I would think about it. I said, you know, I'll think about it. And I remember as life was happening to me during these last few months of 2020, it just kind of hit me that I, I needed to say yes. Um, I needed to lean in more into my program, into, into you guys, into AA. You know, I, I don't want to go too much into specifics about what's happening, but life's getting a little rocky. And for some reason, you know, God just says, makes me feel like you need to do this. And so I agree and I pass on the GSR position or I, you know, pass the torch a little early, about six months, I'd say. And I'm finding myself once again in the position where I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what this is all about. All I know is that I needed to say yes and dive into this. But God helped me, and I knew he would, you know. Uh, like I said, life hit me right here, and it was just a point where I needed to lean further into AA. Um, we got busy, though. You know, people hung in there with me, and we got busy. You know, it's a, what I what I thought around this time, and this is already 2021. We're seeing meetings open back up. You know, we're seeing in-person meetings open back up. I feel it's important to let people know that we're back. You know, the lights are on. So you know, I'm getting an understanding of which meetings are still struggling. Um, I'm seeing some some of our meetings, at least out here are still a little small, um, but I'm seeing them grow again. Like they're, they're starting to get, come back to life, and it's great. And I'm hearing that's the case for a lot of meetings out here. And it hits me that it's important to let everybody know that, man, we're back. You know, we're, we're open and we're back. And I thought, you know what? I think, because I love these things, it's time to make a new event. And, you know, we didn't know what we were going to call it or whatever, but we were going to involve all the groups in District 23. And it kind of changed as to what it was going to be. You know, like we always like think big, or at least I do. I like think big. And then you guys help me get back down to earth, you know, right sized. Um, and it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to get started just needs a spark. So this time we made a meeting for our district. It's an all day speaker panel meeting that goes through the steps. And it's just a day in AA. It's happening at the end of this month, August 28th at the Cornerstone Church in Johnstown. I will leave directions in the show notes. Um, so if you see me, 
and you want to know more about it, I'd be happy to give you all the info. There's also a URL that you can visit. It's at tinyurl.com forward slash ADAA23. So that's like tinyurl.com forward slash a day in AA23, except it's ADAA23. Anyways, I'll leave it in the show notes. It's really cool going into another service position and taking what you learned from your last service position and just the magic just continues, you know, it just grows and it gets to be a lot of fun. So I'm really happy with uh, what what we're doing out here in, in Colorado. It's exciting because there's a lot of recovery out here, a lot of energy for it. It's really great. Um, you know, over the summer, I went to the summer assembly and I learned about even more service work. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I discovered the archives and also the, the tech group, the technology group. Um, you know, the, the summer assembly is really cool. It seems like to be some behind the scenes service work type of stuff, but whoa, is it so necessary? And th- this was my first one. So like everything is brand new to me. I did a, a zoom one. Um, it was pretty cool, but just not the same as going in person. And I was really happy that I went you know, one thing about the archives is that um, I didn't I didn't even know that that they were a thing really. I heard about them a little bit, but I for sure knew that we weren't doing any archive stuff. So, what archives is, um, or at least what what I came away from it is that these guys want to keep all the flyers that we make, and for historical purposes, and they want to take. They want uh, any history for our meetings, you know, where did they start, when did they move, and, you know, as far as back as we can go in, in a written format, in a document that, you know, that they help provide, this form anyways. And they want long-timer stories, um, audio long-timer stories. Uh, all of that is right up my alley. And I got so excited about the archives group. Um, you know, I, I came back and I was like, all right, guys, we have to get our archives up and running. And, uh, you know, I have a couple people who uh, volunteer to help out with it. And it's super exciting because I know that all, all it needs is a spark. Like, let's just get it started. I don't know when the last time we had an archives uh, person out here was. I don't know when that was or if that was. Um, I don't care. We're going we're gonna to do it again. It's going to be sweet. And, you know, I'm pretty excited about that, as you, you can probably tell, uh, listening to people tell me about where the meeting began 30 years ago, who started it, why it moved to a little house, why it moved to this church, about the guy, you know, about the guy who started it or the couple who started it, why, you know, I like, I want to know what resentment started this meeting? Because isn't that how they all start with like a pot of coffee and a resentment? Like I, that's how far back I want to go. But I'm, I'm just kidding. Maybe. Anyways, I can't wait to get some of these old timer stories, you know, recorded in audio format. Maybe I'll post them on the podcast. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if it's appropriate. Maybe, maybe not. Either way, archives is what's important. 
And um, I'm really excited to get it started back up in, you know, our district out here. So there's always work to be done, but it just needs a spark and it'll uh, run itself. You know, I don't, I don't need to run this thing. I just want to help get it started again, get it restarted. So, and then the technology group, again, right up my alley, you know, 2020, 2021 are challenges technology wise, hybrid meetings. Some people like them. Some people hate them. Can we even afford to do them or at least like hybrid um, assemblies and stuff? These are tough questions. And I want to get in and just like, like, I feel, I feel like, like a tag team guy in wrestling. I'm just like, Hey man, just tag me in, man. Tag me in. I want to jump in. So, you know, I, not that I need another service position, but you know what? With the technology people, it's like I can totally be one of them. I can totally help out. You know, I'd be happy to. That's that's what I grew up doing, technology stuff. You know, I talked to them a little bit, learned about their challenges. Hybrid meetings are a challenge. Updating the website can be a challenge. So what do you know, man? I'm 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 helping out every now and then. Um and it's, I feel like, you know, it's like, man, I should have been here all along. This is so cool. And I'm like really thinking like, geez, I could be busy for a long time in this AI thing. Jeez. But man, it's so cool how you can go from just, you know what, I'm going to set up chairs to finding where your talents and passions can be of use to AA. Like, how cool is that? And it's like, you feel like you're home, you know, like, man, this is where my efforts should lie. It's helping other alcoholics. And it's not even like a, like a full-time job or even a second job. I'm finding that a lot of these things just take up a couple hours of your uh, month, um, maybe week, depending on what, what you do and how involved you are and stuff. It really, as busy as you want to be is how busy AA will let you be. Uh, but I tell you what, man, I've always thought that if I were to give AA just like a quarter, a dime of what I gave my alcoholism, I'd be doing a lot of good. That's all I really got to do. Helping others always works. Helping others always works. It just works. I stopped saying no. I got out of my comfort zone so I can grow. I didn't know that I would grow. You know, I didn't come to AA and think, you know what, I want to um, start archives again. Or I want to be involved as a GSR, DCM, treasurer, all this stuff. Man, I came to get sober. It was just that I knew that saying no was my problem. All these things that I've done, I've really just gotten a nudge from someone. And... I didn't say no. And I didn't feel like I knew what I was doing, but that's okay. That just means I was uncomfortable. And here I am, ready to grow a little. It was a lot of fun. What an experience, man. It's been a, it's been a heck of an experience. You know, when, uh, when you start doing service work, you'll see that it, it's, it's contagious too. If people want what you have, they'll do what you do. And, you know, I got a couple sponsees who are now GSRs of their groups. 
I don't know if I have anything to do with that. But, you know, I will give them a nudge like, hey, man, let's do this. Let's let's carry this this uh, tradition, man. Let's carry this. Let's do some of this heavy lifting, man, because it's what I believe in. I believe in service work. It kept me sober. And really, it's the least I can do for the fellowship that saved my life. And when I'm too old and tired to do any more, you know, I want the end of AA to be there. That means you younger guys to carry on the tradition, keep doing the work for us, and keep it going, man. So, kind of a weird episode, but uh, I thought it was kind of fun to talk about my experience in service work and how it kept me sober. Um, I don't know if it's inspiring or if anybody needed to hear it, but I don't mind doing a little online journal here about it. And this ain't the end, man. I'm sure there's more to come. And I would love to hear about your experience with service work as well. You know, find me, email me, comment in the podcast and let me know how your AA is going out there, how your recovery is working out there for you and others. All right. This is Alfredo. I'm an alcoholic and I'm signing off and I'll see you next time.